What proof do you have that the Earth isn't flat? <laughs> the curve. Oh. And they did these tests in the in the uh, documentary, and like the tests just proved that the Earth is round. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Like any photo from space that's ever existed. Well, those those are fake. Those can be faked. That's true. Oh, no way. <laughs> they went to this uh, big stretch of flat land, and they had some boards standing up with us with a hole cut in at the same height on each board. So the idea is, if you shine a light at the end of one board, then the light will go straight through all three circles of the board. Like if you hold it at a certain uh, height, and uh, if you can't see it at that height, if you raise it up just like a few feet, then you'll be able to see the light from because of the curve. Okay. Yeah. So they're doing the test and everything. It's really funny. And uh, he's like, "Okay, so you holding up the light?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, I'm holding it there." And he's like, "Huh, that's that's weird. I can't see anything." <laughs> hold hold it above your head, and it's like, "There's the light." <laughs> and he's just like, "Interesting." interesting 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 and he like it broke him dude it was so good it was really awesome Wait, i don't know who made this documentary these guys who were trying to be like sarcastic about it or no it's done by flat earthers i, I don't know who oh, made shit. the documentary but it's recording like people who really believe this <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh man like i feel like it can't be the flat earthers that made it because they're just uh it, it, they completely disprove themselves I, I can't imagine they would put that up if they were in control. Yeah, I wouldn't think they would release that. No. Oh, man, but it's funny. So, um, the Earth is flat. Yep. That's true. Science. Yeah, I, I think I've proved it. They said no one test can disprove it. Oh, and they're, like, <laughs> interviewing people who believe in flat Earth, and uh, all of them are saying things like, well, uh, my wife just filed for divorce. And uh, I still think the Earth is flat. I haven't talked to my family in uh, ten years, and <laughs> like all this shit. Like I got fired from my job, but uh, you know the Earth is still flat. You know, so it's like just everybody is just completely ruining their lives to believe. I in like this I like that thing. that stupid belief is the one thing that like yeah. is giving them some kind of hope in the world. <laughs> I don't know why though. <laughs> what the fuck? Who gives a shit enough about the Earth to care either way? That, that's your one like shining beacon of hope. Yeah, who cares? It's, it's it doesn't matter. But it's entertaining. Watch it. Behind the curve is is the name. All right, I'll look into it. All right, I think I'm ready. Are you ready? I've been ready. Welcome once again to Giraffes Have Black Tongues Comics. I am Dave. And I'm Donnie. Got a lot to do today. Yeah, we're going to talk about some comic books that we read. Hell yeah. We are talking about Kick-Ass 3. We're talking about The Weatherman. We're talking about The Nine Rings of Wu-Tang. Walking Dead was on. And, uh, yeah, probably some other stuff. We'll see. Yeah. Get to whatever we get to. Yeah, that's true. But those three will those three will be for sure, I assume. Right, right. 
So Dave, how's the weather over there? <laughs> wow, 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 yeah. wow. Where are you? Well, it's not, it's not snowing at the moment, but yeah, it was a little cold and windy today. Really? I mean, I don't know what it's going to be like come Friday, so I'll assume it was snowing again. We'll just... Oh, we'll, man. I don't bother to look at the news or weather it is on. We'll it's always it wrong. It just changes. Snow or windy. Yeah, the weather's always fucked. Well, you know Ohio weather. Five hours later, it's totally different. There you go. Boom. Saved it. If you don't like the weather... Just wait a minute. Right? Is that how it goes? <laughs> Bingo. There we go. Yeah. That's the save. Yeah. Uh, it's, we'll it's, never uh, know what day now. It's 60 degrees and sunny today where I'm at. Wow, nice. That's not similar to here. 0% chance of rain. Shit. But tomorrow it'll rain. It'll be rainy with a high of 60 and a low of 48. Oh, that's that's gonna be a bummer. I hope that doesn't ruin your big weekend plans. I know, right? Oh, I hope China. not. Yeah. And then it'll be uh the next day will be sunny again and also Sunday. 60. Yeah, Sunday. Sunny sunny Sunday. That's what it is. That, that'll be nice. Yeah, it's good. Nice picnic weather. Cool. So speaking of weather, we this week we read the weatherman. <laughs> and I know I've I've said before that we've had some good transitions in yeah. that, but man, that one takes the fucking cake. I know. I, I was uh I was excited for that one. We got it. That yeah, well well done. Yeah. I figured just talking about the weather for a while, that's a good idea. It makes that also makes us seem more relatable, like we have like real world problems too. We do. The norm with. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to the summer. It's gonna be hot as fuck. Like it always is. Yeah, lots yeah. of sweating. Yeah, be sweating. Got a podcast with the AC off. That's going to be terrible. Yeah, that'll be brutal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so this week we read Image Comics, The Weatherman, Volume 1. And uh, in this comic, obviously, there is a weatherman. A very edgy weatherman. Yeah, that I don't know how that... I, I, granted, it's like the future and it's yeah. on Mars... But I don't know how the fuck this dude gets away with half the shit he does on very, there. Very unprofessional weatherman, this guy. Yeah, he is. Nathan Bright. Yeah, Nathan Bright is the world's or the uh, Mars's edgiest weatherman. Everyone loves him because he's funny, and he's like talking about how, uh, oh, today's gonna be cold, so it's a perfect weather for a trip to the bone zone. That's what he was. He says but stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a note that he, he's implying that it's fucking weather uh, just because it's raining outside. Yeah. Um. So the biggest question, like, immediately, even before he brings up that stupid bone zone joke, so it takes place in the year of 2763, I believe, and it's on Mars. So he's making a reference as he's going through and, like, they're, they're just kind of doing that, like, opening montage clip of him, like, being cool and stuff. Yeah. But he, he's referencing a 1970s, early 70s, like, rock band called Mountain. Oh, yeah. He's referencing their big hit song, Mississippi Queen. And I'm like, how the fuck does a, a person living on Mars, like, over 100 years later, know who the fuck Mountain was? Like, it's 90 years into the future, and yet that Mississippi Queen is suddenly on, like, a big revival on Wait, Mars. 90 years? 
I thought it was 27. Dude, I'm not doing math. It's like 2763. Uh, that's like 100 years in the future from that song, probably. 90. That's 90. 90? 1970 to two, 2007. Oh, is it? 63. What, what's the year there? 2007? 2763. Yeah, that's like several hundred years then, wouldn't it be? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's 700. Fuck. Yeah. So maybe it's like I a was... classical song. Like we know, we still know Mozart today. Do we? I mean, we do. We know the was name. That from, was that from 690 years ago, though? That was from, um, like, I don't know, 1800s? Yeah, okay. I don't know. Maybe. I, I mean, yeah, I who guess. knows. Uh, but I think, I think Mountain would be a very classic uh, thing that would survive the ages. But I mean, even the one guy makes the joke, what's a Mississippi? Because I have no idea, like, where the fuck or what the fuck this song is even about. <laughs> That's true. Well, one could ask, what is a... Sonata. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't there a song, Moonlight Sonata, something like that? Uh, Flight of the Bumblebee. What's a bumble? Nobody knows. Uh... <laughs> uh, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, he is a cool, like, rock star weatherman. That's the point here. That's, that's what we really got to take away from this story about him. He wakes up, like, five minutes before having to go to work, and then like skateboards over there on the back of like holding onto the back of a car, like Bart Simpson and yeah, just like Marty McFly style. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then kick flips onto the set and, uh, starts giving his weather about bone zones and stuff. High energy, very high energy. This guy, I like yeah. that about it. Oh, and there's another thing uh, that he was listening to the, uh, the news while he was getting ready to go to work and like brushing his teeth and sharing his toothbrush with his dog. Yeah, I did like that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. Do you do that with your dog? All the time. Yeah, I figured. Rosie and I. Yeah, definitely sharing toothbrushes. Fuck yeah. But he was listening to the uh, radio, and they were talking about the Pleasure Asteroid, which I think should be spelled with two S's, and then it would be a really clever name for that. The Pleasure Asteroid. This oh, opportunity. Yeah. Wordplay. Yeah. Image Comics really needs to contact me for this kind of stuff, because I think I gave Robert Kirkman some ideas, too. And this one, I think I, they could benefit from my ideas as well. Yeah. Oh, shit, and Nathan was uh, breastfeeding babies on air. That was edgy as fuck. Well, they didn't... Sh we didn't actually get to see that. Like, he... He, he implied it right it. before they cut away. Yeah, so... <laughs> but yeah. still, yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty crazy. In this world, you can also purchase weather. Like, you can purchase sunshine for, like, a company party or something. So I guess that's something you gotta buy. Well, I mean, it's on Mars, so I assume it's gonna be, like, mostly sunshiny all the time. Like, he did have yeah. a... I don't think it was a rainy day on the forecast, if I'm remembering right. I think it was just... It was colder. Yeah. It's just not gonna be nearly as hot. Sounds nice. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, you were talking about living there in the summer and sweating all through not having the ac on yeah imagine it's like that it's gonna be like living in arizona just like dry heat all the time wait was it hot on mars or was it cold on mars it's hot on mars it's closer to the sun it's farther from the sun but <laughs> no it's farther wait, mercury <laughs> venus earth Mar fuck <laughs> god damn it man my science math today is You're... You're really on Let's top of it out. here. Let's yeah. restart. Okay.
Hey, welcome to Jurassic Black Times. <laughs> How's the weather today? Mars Let's is farther see. from the Earth. What's what's that old uh, saying thing? My very educated mother just served us nine, and then we don't need the pizza for it anymore because Pluto's not a planet. What the fuck is that? You didn't learn that thing in like second grade when you learned planets. No, what what is it again? My very educated mother just served us nine, and it used to be pizzas, but I assume now they just ended at nine. Okay, Pluto is no longer a planet. I think. I see. Okay, I never, no, I never heard that one. Interesting. Uh, it's supposed to make you remember which planet goes in what order, but clearly it did not work with me. <laughs> yeah. The dyslexia kicks in from time to time. It's rough, man. It's rough. All okay. right. Anyway. So. Anyway, bone zones. Bone zone, yeah. So this, this weather forecast was pretty great. It's like, it's edgier than that, uh, that naked news thing. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's a real thing? I think it's a real thing or, or something. I don't know. I've heard about this before. It's just like news where uh, the newscaster is taking off her clothes as she's delivering the news. That sounds entertaining. It would yeah. keep my attention, I think. I don't know if it was a real thing or if it was like some kind of like porn thing or something, but I, I think I heard about it and it was like a it, serious thing. It very likely could just be a porn parody of a news station. It could be. That seems but it's very not, likely. It's not graphic. It's just like disrobing casually as you're talking. Hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's weird. All right. So then what happened? So, Nathan is uh dating this girl and he's trying to take a trip to the bone zone himself. But he's um, not dating her. He he met her once. Oh, but he wants he to was date her. Talk about how he he's never got on like a second date. No girl has ever like said yes to that. So when she agrees to hang out with him again that next night, he's super pumped. Yeah, it's a big step for him. Yeah, he's he's growing and he's maturing. Yeah. So they're doing that, and then suddenly some people come along and shoot his dog's head off, which uh, was very upsetting. Yeah, Sadie got sniped from afar, and like it's just half a face just dangling there. Yeah, That's it's disturbing. It is the like the bottom the bottom jaw is like still attached, but the top jaw is gone, so you like see the tongue and stuff. It was a uh, pretty. Pretty brutal what happened to this dog. And then they capture Nathan, and then his girlfriend's working for this mercenary team, right? Is that what's going on? She's actually like some undercover cop. I don't remember. Oh, that's the, what it was. I don't remember if the mercenary team was like the cop team or the other group. Yeah, so we had cops, a group of cops and a group of mercenaries trying to capture Nathan, which, uh, I, which also I found a little confusing and hard to keep track of who was who. But um, yeah, they capture him. And then they, they're like torturing him, like, hey, tell us what you know about this fucking whatever. Um, which was apparently somebody released a gas called the Sword of God, which was a, it's a gas that makes your flesh melt off or something like that. And uh, they released it on Earth and killed everyone on Earth, which was like 18 billion people. And they think it was Nathan who did that. I, I thought the Sword of God was actually like the name of the cult who was responsible for doing it. Oh, is Not it? the actual name, the gas. Oh, um, I don't know. I thought it was the gas, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Sword of God, though, is a cool name. That's an awesome name. Yeah, it is cool. Whatever it is. I mean, that could be anything's name and it would be cool. So, yeah, they, they, they arrest Nathan for killing 18 billion people. They have him tied up and they're like, tell us what you know. Tell us what you know. 
the reading is mine. There's nothing on that day. It's just totally erased. So he has no idea. And uh, they drape the dog corpse around his neck while they leave the yeah, room. They, that's like the most brutal form yeah. of torture I've ever seen in any form. I know. They hang his dead dog over his shoulders as he's tied up and just leave him there with it. It's messed yeah, up. Yeah, it is messed up. Yeah, as soon as you like bring dogs into it, I think it gets much darker than if it were just people. Like, I know that maybe this dude killed 18 billion people, but the real monster is the person who drapes the dead dog over his yeah, shoulders. I mean, he killed yeah. people, not dogs and cats and, like, goldfish. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he's a bad guy. You yeah. could argue he's a hero. It's fine. They're much eviler yeah. for killing dogs. People, people are generally dicks. I mean, yeah. as long as he didn't, like, kill a dog, it's cool. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. Chances are this gasp may have injured an animal or two, but they didn't make any, like, fuss about it or, like, say it definitively. So, as far as we know, Nate Bright is a hero. Yeah, it turns out, though, that they think uh, Nathan has uh, changed his identity. He used to be a man named Michael Ian Black. So <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And then Michael Ian Black, he was the one who... Uh, released this gas and then like fucked with his memory so he wouldn't remember who he is to go into hiding after he killed the whole planet of people. So that's kind of like basically what's going on here. That's like the setup. And uh, Nathan's girlfriend is working for tiny Robert Downey Jr. He's uh, like the boss of the cops or something like that. I think his name was Fitch. No. Okay. So I made a note about that. Okay. Fitch, I, I don't know if it's supposed to just mean like fuck because they all keep saying it but they keep using it in different contexts like oh. the secretary girl called one of them fitch as in like you know you're an asshole or you're a jerk oh but then amanda uh nate's lady friend amanda she at one point says uh oh this is fitch and terrible like oh this is fucking awful so i don't know like what or the actual correct usage of this word is, but I definitely made a note about how weird it is. Huh. They've replaced, like, whatever curse word they were supposed to be using. Okay, so it's, it's a... sort of Lobo style, okay. so I don't know if it's... It's on image, though, so I wouldn't think they have to worry about, like, uh, out curse words, but maybe it's just a Martian curse word in the future. I I swear they also said fuck or shit or... Something like that. I thought that. they swore something in there too, yeah. but I didn't note it. Oh man. Okay. Well, I guess it's a Lobo word then. Yeah. They're talking to. Well, okay. It's just like it looks like a dwarf version of Robert Downey Jr. And uh, I thought he reminded me of the lady from the in Incredibles, the, the girl who makes all the tech suits in that for everyone. Oh, the old little old lady. Yeah. Oh no, I'm talking about the the dude who works for the police or something, and he was talking to. the uh nate's girlfriend you're, you're on the talking com. about amanda's boss yeah yeah he reminds me of the girl from the incredibles that's who i kept picturing oh but there was also a little old lady at the beginning of the book i thought you were talking about that because that that one looks like the girl from the incredibles oh, no, i, I think it was one. amanda's mother or something i'm not sure what the relationship with those two was because she kept yeah. calling her Mrs. Morgan the entire time. That's true. So I don't yeah, think she was a relative. I don't know. But she was hanging out with her and her son. Mm -hmm. Or she, Amanda was hanging out with Mrs. Morgan and Amanda's son when the bomb hit or whatever. 
Oh but yeah, no, no, yeah, that guy. He he is what I kept picturing as the lady from The Incredibles okay. every time he was shown. I see. Well, anyway, uh, one of his other colleagues who was in the room with them was wearing a suicide vest and uh, blows up the space station that they're in. So that was pretty metal. Um, okay, and then there's some businessman called the Pearl, and he's he is pretty brutal. He was like he has this uh, torture device that just hooks up into your mind and just. Uh, tortures you and kills you again and again and you like you can feel every part of it well no no it it doesn't torture you or anything it it somehow like traps you in there with someone else whatever they make up in their mind that you feel all of that and you can just die over and over again from whatever the other person is thinking of doing to you or wanting to do to you yeah that is pretty brutal yeah that was and then at the end um i forget this whole Thing. Hold on, maybe I wrote it down. Uh, that the dude who he had in there, eventually they call in his father-in-law, and his father-in-law like bashes his head in brutally. I don't know. I don't know why the father-in-law so badly wanted revenge on him, but he paid him a bunch of money so that he could just beat him to death as revenge. So I I can't remember the story now because I I read this one a little too long ago. But it was something he did something that got his wife and uh, child killed. Like accidentally, oh. indirectly. So that's why he wanted to do that. I think because I was once right. I thought about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Like because it's a, it was his daughter and granddaughter that died from whatever this guy did. So there's a future. There's a future drug that's kind of being passed around, sort of like as if it were like heroin. Like it's all it's the big rage. It's called Nemo, and it makes you remember. Like, whatever you're thinking about, it'll make you remember it as vividly as you can. So everyone who's, like, going into that torture device, they give them that Nemo stuff so they remember, like, specific things that caused them pain and anguish in their past. They said that they found a lady who had, like, clearly OD'd on it. So that it's a thing that a bunch of the people do now to get over the pain or just to remember, like, their loved ones that they had lost. It's sort of like a leftover style, except... They didn't just disappear through the rapture. They got blown up. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. And it was just like one specific place where they all got uh, blown up. Or no, they all got melted into skeletons. I think that's what it was. I mean, it's 18 billion people or 1,800 yeah. million. It's more than all the people on Earth. So I don't know where they got the extra people from, but it's all oh, of Earth, basically. Uh... And that's why they moved to Mars, I think. I think it's just the population exploded. I think that's just what it was. Like, people just fucked more. Ah. Because it's, like, way in the future. Yeah, so that makes sense. All right. So then eventually we're introduced to, to, what the hell is that guy's name? Garen? Who's this uh, cool dude who's uh, going around with a big gun, murdering people. Um, He's, like, a mercenary type guy. He's a dealer. Oh, really? Okay, nice. Yeah, when we first meet him, the very first thing we do when we meet him for the first time is he's selling all the cases of the Nemo to that old lady who runs the, like, boys' orphanage or boys' school or whatever it is, but all her boys are, like, hired guns, and they try to stick them up for the Nemo and the money, and then his crew just kills them all off and takes the money and the guns instead, or the money and the Nemo. Oh, okay, that's right. All right, I guess I... I, I thought maybe he was just taking that as a... I didn't consider him a dealer. I think he just stumbled upon the 
the product and decided like, hey, let's make a little money. I don't know if that was his regular thing that was dealing it. Well, because later on, that's when we first meet him, but later on, he's talking to Amanda when they meet up. Yeah. And he's telling her that she had locked him up for whatever he was doing before. So he's clearly been a bad guy this whole time. He just got out yeah. of jail and returned. And so he's now running a, a, a drug cartel, basically. And he's fucking his number two guy's girl, which is kind of a dick move. Yeah, he totally cucked that dude right in front of him. Uh, yeah, weird, weird relationship that they that they had. They weren't together. It was just some random girl yeah. at the party who the guy was trying to pick up, and then he just he sniped just him, swiped her away. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked. So yeah, that's he did that. So Nathan is eventually captured by that businessman, the Pearl. And the Pearl is like taking bids about like, hey, who wants to come in here and like torture the fuck out of out of this guy who killed everyone on Earth? So they're taking bids for that. And some like church lady gets it. And so they put this church lady into the machine with them. And she's just like brutally torturing him, setting him on fire in their visions or whatever. And she's saying things like, oh, God really is good. God is good. I am so glad that God gave me this opportunity and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good. Eventually, though, this dude who is in a space station, we're introduced to him. He's just like hanging out in a space station. And then he just jumps out of the space station and lands right on top of the Pearl and cuts him in half with the sword. Well, he was one of the mercenaries who were uh, trying to capture Nathan from the original, from the beginning. Oh, really? Like his name was the Colonel? Yeah, it was the Colonel. Oh. Uh, the, what was the girl's name? The White? Like, not White yeah, Lightning. I, white something. I'm not... I can't remember, but I, I thought it was a different and guy. And there was a third mercenary with them, too, and they were oh. the ones... The third mercenary is the one who snipes Nadie, Sadie, the dog, yeah, when yeah. he first entered trying to capture Nathan. Right. But he ended up getting killed by Amanda, and actually Nathan stabbed him, but the two of them fought him off before he got captured by Amanda's people. But these were the oh, other man. two of that mercenary crew. Okay, I see. Well, I don't know. I like that super movie head where jumping from real high up and landing on the dude and slicing him in half from space. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a badass move. Yeah, like that was awesome. Crashed straight through a, a building roof. Yeah. No effect on him. <laughs> that was awesome. So over the top and ridiculous. He's doing this too because so the Pearl is, uh, he's holding like a, a silent auction. Yeah. Where everyone in the world of Mars and Venus, because it also, something, I don't know what the fuck also happened to the people of Venus, but that's where that Colonel guy was from. Yeah. And, like, his family was lost during that explosion, too, somehow, but he survived. And so he's got a vendetta against Nathan as well. Everyone is just bidding. I don't know what they call the money on there, but it's whatever insane amounts. And they say 100 people can jump into this dream Freddy Krueger killer thing and brutally torture Nathan before, like, he finally dies from the effects of it. So they're taking the highest bids, selling the right to go in there and torture him and take a turn. So he was live on air. He was live on air, about to like reveal the big winner, or the one hundred winners, or whatever. However many mm -hmm. were left, right when that guy did that, which was awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that space guy, and that's pretty much where it ends. I think wasn't Amanda saying something like, "Hey, let's make a deal or something, help get him out of here so we can save the world," and then he's like, "Okay," because they have to find the rest of the uh, Sword of God because yeah. he wasn't the leader of it. He was just like a, a bottom guy. So, 
I forget the guy, uh, Jensen. Jensen, I think, was the name of his leader yeah. in that group. And so they have to like find a specific date's memory that uh, Black had before he became Nathan Bright. Yeah. And there was a doctor who does some kind of special thing where like she'll save it on a hard drive of specific memory, but she keeps them all to herself. And so Amanda, Garen, and then the two mercenaries, the White Lightning and uh, the Captain, they're all going to team up to try to go and find her and hunt her down to get these memories so that Nathan can relive whatever that one day is so they can stop the rest of the hand of God, I swear to God, because they've got another big attack like that coming. And apparently you can only put memories back into whoever had them originally, so you can't just have anyone, so that's why they're trying to keep them alive so hard. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess that was about it then. A couple other notes I had is uh, Nathan really likes... Well, first of all, Nathan likes eating just constantly. He, like, eats too much, which I'm not really a big fan when that's a character's thing. I think it's kind of annoying. Um, But he was eating a product called Brutal Noodles, which sounds like it should be in Metalocalypse. I thought you were going to like that one. Yeah, I definitely like that one. go-to restaurant, Brutal Noodles, and he's even got, like, a membership card and shit. Yeah, (laughs) I really like the Brutal Noodles. I would eat them. He shares it with Sadie, the dog, too. Oh, fuck. That's right. He, the dog really loves the noodles as well. I think that's all the notes I had. Did you have any more notes about this one? So when he first interrupts the news anchor lady, who I want to say her name was Lisa or Liza. Yeah. He, he comes in and interrupts her when she's in the middle of doing the news that she was there on time to do. And he starts uh, asking her why she's baking frownies. Oh, yeah. Cool. Dick move. Edgy. Yeah. Yeah, so would you recommend this book then? Yeah, it was alright. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I think it was it was <laughs> fine. I mean, I, I don't know. It was, uh, it was, the future stuff was cool, but like the whole Sword of God and all these like different factions working against each other was kind of a bit much, but I think it was worth it. It looked cool. It's very colorful. Yeah. Check it out. It's not too long. Um, are you ready for some reviews? You know I am. Alright. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Yeah, there you go. Alright. So, let me just pull it up here. So there was no reviews for this one on Amazon, so this one is off of Goodreads. Okay, so this one is three stars. And it goes... I love a good sci-fi action comic as much as the next person. I don't even mind ultra-violence. As long as it's done right. The weatherman does it right, most of the time. There were a few moments where I felt like the shock value was a tad juvenile, but your mileage may vary. The art was fantastic, in particular the colors. For a world that is as fucked up like this one, you would expect a gritty palette. Not so. This is easily one of the most vibrant colored books of 2018 IMO. I got lost a few times, confused. Moments where the story became kind of muddy, and I had to backtrack to figure out what was going on. I don't know if it was just a me thing or the result of sloppy storytelling, though. I think I, I also did that. Did you do that? I'm going to assume it was just that guy. Okay. And you. Okay, well, all right, there we but go. But no, no. Like, <laughs> I, I got confused only whenever, like, all the groups and the factions were all kind of together at once. That was kind of confusing to differentiate who was on what side. That was yeah. a little bit tricky there. Yeah, like with the the girlfriend thing, I think I missed like 
her heel turn or whatever, and I had to go she, back. All right, so she wasn't his girlfriend at all. Like, well, I know, but whatever. She flat out says no when he asked her that. She was an undercover cop who went on one date with the guy. Okay, anyway. All in all, I enjoyed this. I will definitely be picking up the next arc when it starts coming out this spring. I rated it three stars, three starts, but I would have preferred giving it three and a half if Goodreads would have let me. And that's it. Three starts. Yeah. Three and a half if it would have let him. Yeah, there we go. That, that extra half makes all the difference. It does. <laughs> he's rounding down. Goodreads, get get your uh, scoring system updated, Goodreads. Yeah, what the fuck? Fucking Goodreads. All right. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and move on here. So, speaking of ultra-violence, we also read Kick-Ass 3. Wait, wait, fuck. We should have started with that one because that was the recommendation one. Yeah, fuck we it. I wanna, too. Yeah, but the weather transition was too good. I had okay. to do the weather thing. I'll so, give you that. Yeah, I'll yeah. give you that because I that's agree. All right. Yeah, I like the weather part, so that's why I, why I did that. Okay, let's go ahead and do Kick-Ass 3. So this one was recommended to us by, was it at Tech Teardown on Twitter? Tech Teardown YT. All right. So thank you guys for the suggestion. And we just decided to take a, take a look at the end of the Dave was, what's his name? Dave Lewitsky? Is that Lewitsky? Okay. I don't know. Dave was something. The original Kick-Ass's arc. Yeah, Dave L. We read Kick-Ass 3 for this one. So what do you think of Kick-Ass 3? I liked it a lot. Oh, really? I'm glad we read this. Yeah. Hit Girl is immediately becoming my favorite character right now. (laughs) Yeah. She is beyond badass. (laughs) That's true. I love every single thing she does and says in both of these books we've read. Yeah. And using her words, she's cool like the Punisher. She's like what the Punisher wishes he could be. Like, the Punisher tries to be cool, but uh-huh. he doesn't, like, wrap it in, like, hilarious comedy that makes it even cooler. He's just a douchey little twat who, like, thinks he's cool and doesn't realize what a twat he is. <laughs> no, he's awesome. Fuck the Punisher. The Punisher John is him. <laughs> Especially that one. That's the best he's one. He's no Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane is the only Punisher for me, unless Ray Stevenson steps up. Steven Seagal Punisher. Yeah, until that happens. Yeah. Until that happens, the Punisher could suck a dick. <laughs> oh, yeah, and uh, going back to this one, last week, by the way, we said we'd be reading Volume 6 of Kick-Ass. I think we made a bit of a mistake there, so you know that's why we're reading Kick-Ass 3. I changed it in the description of last week, but, you know, sorry. Yeah, that was a single issue. That was our bad. Yeah, that's all right, though. But, yeah, going back to Hit Girl, though, I like that at one point, this is more toward the end, but she's waiting to throw a body with the bomb strapped into it into the middle of all the mob bosses. And she's just like saying to herself, like, wait for it to be funny. You know, wait for the funniest moment to strike. <laughs> I like that. I, I think that's uh, that's good. That's that's good. Good comedic timing. I love when she's like sitting down for the interviews with the prison doctor, the psychiatrist. <laughs> yeah. And she's just slamming. Uh, she somehow has a bottle of Jack Daniels or a bottle of whiskey in there with her. Yeah. And she's doing that and just smoking like a total badass, putting the cigarette out in her hand. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're a 12-year-old girl. I don't think you should be drinking this heavily. She's like, yeah, I do what I want. Yeah. I leave when I want. <laughs> like, even though I'm in prison, don't right. worry about it. I run this place. <laughs> it's like that episode of South Park. It's my body. I do what I want. <laughs> yeah, I did like those prison interviews thing. 
I think she's saying like, oh, if you bring my mother in here, I'll rip your eyes out and skull fuck you and like shit like that. She's just like saying all this brutal (laughs) shit. She's very good at shit talking. She is. And like they keep the camera specifically on her cell to make sure that she's not actually getting out and doing any of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But people keep getting killed in prison. It's all because all the other inmates are so terrified of what she'll do to them if she like threatens to do anything to them that they carry out her orders for her. So, like, she's completely cleaned up the uh, prison. Like, there's no more raping. There's no more drug pushing. Like, one new guy is selling cocaine in the prison. And she tells him to tell the doctor. She tells the doctor to tell him, I run a clean prison. You tell him if he does it again, I'm going to cut off his fucking dick. (laughs) And so then, like, the next day, we see the guy is just laying there dead, shivved to death with his dick missing. She's like, I told you. Yeah. Yeah, she's definitely very (laughs) brutal in jail here. I love that she keeps just calling it her prison, too. And the yeah. doctor is, like, so shocked. He's like, what do you mean? <laughs> so yeah, badass. Like that too. She is. She's cool. Uh, she said something, too, about uh, during these talks with the psychiatrist. She's just, like, had the whiskey, and she also had Hello Kitty cards. She's like, we all have our vices. And it's like, that's, that's also <laughs> my vice. Here in China, I like to drink whiskey and collect Hello Kitty cards as well. So she yeah she time. gets uh hello kitty cards and new comic pools delivered to her every yeah. wednesday yeah that was pretty good yeah even in prison she's buying all of these uh comic books she was also flashing back to her father training her as well which uh just even even just seeing the character on the page it's definitely nick cage you know i think i think nicholas cage was the perfect casting for that character yeah 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 he was perfect for that cast it was it was great so it, it was fun to read big daddy's lines too just because it's you, you immediately hear nick cage in it <laughs> it's kind of like how you see green goblin you think of willem dafoe i was gonna send you this video going off topic yeah it's it's like i randomly saw some like top 10 like secret bonus features on dvds yeah video. yeah and like they mentioned willem dafoe who was dicking around in the Doc Ock suit on Spider-Man 2. Really? It's him just like going crazy, pretending to be Doc Ock for a little bit, like trying to teach the guy who actually played Doc Ock, like how to be crazy like him. Oh, really? I want to I find this little clip to see if anyone's like uploaded it on YouTube. But I, that sounds awesome. I need to watch that. I really want to, I must see that. Yeah. That sounds just amazing. Go buy yourself a copy of Spider-Man 2. See if I can pirate the extra feature. <laughs> yeah, it's on disc too, so you have to get okay. those bonus feature discs. Oh man, that's awesome! I want to see that. Okay, cool. All right. Anyway, though, this book is pretty much about Kickass, who is now has like a Justice League type superhero team trying to break Hit Girl out of jail, but they're kind of like, you know, pussyfooting around and like kind of keep hitting speed bumps. They all go to actually try it on the first day when it was supposed to happen. Yeah. And then every single one of them chickens out because they're all cowards and none of them are badasses like Hit Girl. True. So they're like, all right, we'll just all go and we'll train for a couple more weeks and then we'll be ready to do this. <laughs> yeah. They'll just keep procrastinating. Yeah, so Kick-Ass at, this, at some point meets a girl as well and kind of hangs up the... Uh, the suit he's like he you know he's too busy banging to be bothered with superheroing and it's not until oh it's not until he can't find his friend todd got yeah. kidnapped it's not until todd gets kidnapped that he actually goes and gets back in there and takes it seriously 
but before that the cops are like becoming superheroes as well and they're just like offing these different mob bosses and stealing whatever they have like they're dressing like the punisher so that was pretty cool of them and stealing like all the drugs and money and you know just uh, ripping off all the mob bosses which causes the main mob guy uh what the hell is his name Rocco how do you say that last name do you know no Okay, so we'll just call him Rocco. I can try it, but I'm sure I'm not going to get it right. I like I tried it so many times in my head when I was reading, and I, I can't pronounce this. It's like uh, Gene something. Uh, fuck it. I don't, I'm not even going to attempt uh, it. Let me pull back up, because I, I thought it was like... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, an, I'm not Italian. I'm not, I'm not versed in this Italian pronunciation either. But yeah, he's just like, okay, kill all the mass superheroes. So, so that dude is awesome, because... When motherfucker gets he gets motherfucker out of a uh, prison. Yeah. And uh, when motherfucker first gets home, he's got like these uh, party going on with all the like gangsters and stuff. And there's these two hookers, and he's like, "All right, kid, go go ahead and get fucked." He's like, "I know you're too soft. Yeah, you keep having yeah. sex with girls because you're so soft. You're not man enough to be a gay man." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, he's plain old that's vanilla like sex. The most badass, like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck. Vanilla sex between two heterosexual people. That's fucking hardcore. That's fucking hardcore as fuck. Yeah. Damn. He keeps talking about how only real men can be uh, men enough to, like, fuck men. (laughs) Like, dude, this guy's badass as hell. He is, he is. It also said at one point, like, Rocco likes young blonde boys. And I wrote in my notes, Kickass is gonna get it. And it never actually happened. So I thought he was gonna (laughs) somehow, like, fuck Kickass or whatever, like, and, like, kidnaps him. I, I thought, thought they were they 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 were implying. I thought it the only the reason they mentioned that was because Kickass yeah. was gonna like try to like infiltrate him or something, and then he would get infiltrated himself. <laughs> I was surprised. I I don't know why they even said that and then didn't do anything with it. But yeah, anyway, Rocco orders the uh, you know after the cops keep stealing from him, Rocco orders the uh, everyone to just kill everyone who's wearing a costume, uh, which does happen. So a lot of the Justice League people in Kickasses, or no, they called it Justice Forever, is what they called it. A lot of people in that one get get killed, and that's when Todd gets captured. So that's when he has to go back, and the girl's like, "No, don't," and he's like, "One last job," and then he goes and does it. Let's see, what else are we trying to do here? Oh, uh, Todd, I think it was Todd. His superhero name is Ass Kicker, right? Yes. Was that him? Okay. So I think that he's dressed more like the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. So he should have just went with the Gimp, and that would have been much more original. <laughs> yeah, his his costume was a little bit weird looking. Yeah. Because <laughs> it also has like these weird spike headpiece things. It does, I yeah. I didn't understand why it had those. Yeah, it's not the best costume like, design. It's like sort of like a, a punk rock like stud bracelet type of thing. But over right. like, the top of the mask, which is really weird. It is. I agree. And then someone was in the hospital. I think it was, was it Chris or was that motherfucker? Who was in the hospital? That's the same person. Okay, okay. I, w- I had trouble deciding about that character, like who was he. So he was Red Mist in the movie, right? Is that what it is? I don't know. It might be. Okay. Because Red Mist sounds like it's something that a, a movie company would force them to use instead of motherfucker so they can get away with the uh, rating <laughs> yeah. board. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it is here. But anyway, that guy, was, he was... I think that guy's name was Chris, right? I think so. I'm, I'm not, I can't remember. 
Okay, then we'll assume it's the same person. Yeah, let's just assume that. It was uh, Nick Lovin who did this. Yeah. But his mother decides, like, hey, fuck this kid. He's, like, murdered a bunch of people in cold blood, you know, for no reason. And uh, so she decides to pay off some guards and bring a gun into the hospital. And she's just walking through this hospital to her son's room with this gun just, like, totally out. And, like, I feel like you should at least attempt to hide it, you know, for the other yeah, patients and even shit. If you bribe, even if you yeah. bribe the doorman to look the other way and then the, like, cop on duty to turn his back as well. Yeah. Like, you should still conceal your weapon in your fucking purse. Like, don't be an idiot. Like, she is just flashing this motherfucking thing all around. Yeah. And every passerby her. Right, yeah, she's like, everyone who happens to visit the hospital that day, she also had to pay them off. But yeah, that was weird. But she goes in to... Yeah, it was dumb. She goes in to kill her son, but there's a dude who's already trying to kill her son, so she ends up saving her son. So then he's out and has to bang vanilla big titty woman. What else happened here? So there's a a dude who's just kind of like crashing at the uh hit girl pad oh yeah like hit girl's home base oh fuck the juicer yeah the juicer juicer what a dumb name but that guy was a dick (laughs) he was a (laughs) dick he was awesome he was just like living there inside of her base while she was away in jail i like i like his style yeah i'm a fan Mm -hmm. so once kickass decides to go and help hit girl out they, you know, she finally breaks out and everything, and they are getting ready to go back out. Is that, she didn't break out. It was, uh, the gang showed up to try to kill her, and the Red Miss, her motherfucker, saved her, and he broke her out. Oh, right. That, yeah, that's what it was here. So, yeah, they, she, he saves her. She gets away. They drive off in a car and end up out of a bridge, and Red Mist is, or a motherfucker, is, like, laying on the beach or whatever. And she just saved him from like the under the car being underwater to get the uh, his cell phone. <laughs> you know, he's like, "Do you do you forgive me for all the things I did?" She's like, "Of course I don't. Fuck you." <laughs> and then just walks away. Uh, and then a cop catches up with her, and then Kickass comes up behind him and saves her because she's still like sort of having problems because of, she was drugged up by the gang. And Kickass hits the cop in the back of the head and just like brutally curb stomps the cop basically with his pull that was pretty awesome definitely a murder yeah ftp that's right yeah and then they get to their hideout and kickass is driving a cool truck that says fuck crime on it in big letters that's a cool truck so so when they go no when they go back to the hideout mindy reveals that uh basically so they keep making a ton of like comic book references all throughout the thing like the plan originally to free her was called like or it was the Batman Year One plan is what he kept referring to it as. Oh yeah. But um, inside the secret lair, they have a little statue that you press the button in on, and it reveals a Bat Cave. But he she keeps calling it the uh, Hick Cave, and then it basically it is the Bat Cave only just with everything saying Hit Girl and uh, Big Daddy on it. Right. Like they've got the Big Daddy monster truck, and they've got the Hit Boat. <laughs> yeah, the Hit Boat was my favorite one. Good name. She keeps telling, she's telling uh, Kickass that that's where they keep all the good toys. Actually, like every every single like weapon that he's found, and we've all been so impressed with. Yeah, like, those were the shit ones. Like these are the good ones. Right. <laughs> but yeah, so they go in. There's a big meeting with all the mob bosses because they're expecting to kill Hit Girl, but you know the plan doesn't go underway. This is when Hit Girl 
straps the bomb to the dude, throws him in the window at the funniest time to blow up a bunch of them. So Hit Girl and uh, Kick-Ass are going in and, you know, beating the shit out of bad guys. Todd is tied up and they're, he's about to get chainsawed by the uh, gangsters. And they're like, hey, man, we, the one gangster's like, bring that chainsaw over here. And it's like, yeah, we have a problem. You know, the cord is too short. It's electric. It's not gas. I asked for gas. Which sucks, because electric chainsaws do, in fact, suck. So yeah, they save everyone. They're fighting. Hit Girl uses her ultimate move, which is Ball Destructor. That's pretty good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like well, I shattered well, your... I like how many of these fight scenes, they did go for the dick. Yeah. So they, like, she was serious about it. He does face and then dick. He didn't do them simultaneously, because that's unblockable. He didn't try that. Yeah. But he did go face and then dick, and I liked that. <laughs> that was the combo. Yeah. That was good. Lots of dick punching in this one. Yeah, yeah. And there was some kicking too. Sure, yeah. Go for the dick. They know what to do. Always. <laughs> so yeah, they save the day. Hit Girl, what, rides off into the sunset and goes traveling. So which I guess leads into that book we read uh, a couple weeks ago. That Hit Girl in Columbia. Yeah, she, she goes off and she continues her path of saving the world. Right. Kick-Ass becomes a cop. At the end of it, which is okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And also, Rocco is uh, killed by Hit Girl with his, like, golden pickaxe. Like, Rocco had this, like, signature weapon, a golden ice pick to uh, murder people with. So Hit Girl just uses that and axes them in the head. And then that's the end of that. So all the bad guys are dead in this town. Cops can just sort of take care of all the small ball stuff. And then, at the very end, we're treated to, like, a to the credits so it's like saying like their secret identity as blah 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 dave whatever as a kick-ass and mindy whatever as hit girl and you know that kind of stuff it's, it's just like the end of a show it's like it's like a freeze frame of them like looking at the camera and uh, i, I like yeah. that part a lot and then there's a post credit scene well, too okay i was gonna ask if you got that in your oh, yeah. version that you read where okay so when we read that Hit Girl book last week, they had talked about how like the previous Kick-Ass replacement didn't work out for her. Yeah. So in this one, it actually like shows like it's a little kid that she picked, yeah. which was really weird to me. But it shows like this kid who's getting bullied, and he's like, "Oh, I wish I wasn't crying at night every night. I wish I was different." Yeah. And then like he gets a note from uh, Hit Girl. Yeah. Like, hey, put it, put this on, or <laughs> something like that. Your training starts tomorrow. Yeah. There we go. I mean, I guess she's a little kid herself, you know, maybe that's why she's doing that, but I don't know. So that's, that's a kick-ass then. Would you recommend it? Definitely. Okay. I mean, it's a, I, I agree. It's a fun read. Yeah. It wasn't as brutal as I thought it would be actually. There was some brutal parts, but I thought it would be much bloodier just based on the covers where it's, the characters are just drenched in blood constantly. I thought it would be much darker in tone and everything like that, but I don't know. It was, it was fun, though, at least. All right, are you ready for some reviews? Definitely. Read some fucking reviews, you cuck! Um, okay, so this one had a lot of reviews on Amazon, so I only read the one-star ones, and I just got a couple of them that are, you know, pretty funny here. So this first one is one-star, no hit girl, no gore, and liberal lefty trash. So, <laughs> I like the good start. Pretty lame. 
much liberalist tripe inserted, and barely any kick-ass gore. Hit Girl doesn't even show until the end, and nothing happens at the Boathouse Showdown. Rocco Gen... Fuck. Rocco G goes to waste. Chris Turns Good is complete BS, and everything is just sorta lame. Kick-ass getting a hot girlfriend is contrary to the spirit of loser in a suit idea we worked on. Drawings are good, but lame writing, Miller. Just really lame. So that's one. <laughs> Do you agree? No. <laughs> right. Some. I, I mean, so I, I forgot I, I had this other note here. Yeah. So uh, when he's in the hospital at the very end, um, he's telling his girlfriend, I think her name was Valerie, he's telling her, like, I, I said I was done. I just had to do that one last mission. I'm done now. And there's a, a dry erase board behind him. There's a bunch of names on it. Mm-hmm. So I, I tried to see if those were like any kind of like little Easter eggs to see if there were anyone. Like his name, Dave L's name was on there. Yeah. The first one was Sarah Chalk, but it wasn't spelled the same as the actress from hmm. Scrubs. It was missing the E at the end, but I mean, I don't know of any other Sarah Chalk. And then uh, the second one forget the guy's name but he was a uh, director of movies and then fuck oh so when they go to the movie theater later on on their date when he's kind of like recapping everything the two comic book movies because dave says he still reads comics and he still goes and sees the movies on opening night the one they were both uh, other mark miller comics fuck i wish i could see what they were called again because i didn't note it but whatever okay well there we go cool. <laughs> some some <laughs> references on the there you go. Side there. Stuff and things. Yeah. I got another review here. Uh, also one star. Miller strikes, parentheses, out, again. Uh, I mean, sucks. That's the title. That was way too much. I know, yeah, I he know. He tried so hard on that one, He did. Fella. Yeah. Was it just me, or was the overriding theme to Kick-Ass 3, comics are stupid and you will grow out of them once you start getting laid? I mean, come on. Way to douche it up, Mark Miller. You were always overhyped and talentless, but seriously. So that's that one. <laughs> Just really douching it up here. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Seriously. Did you grow out of comics when you started getting laid? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> yeah, same here. Definitely not doing a podcast about it. Yeah. There's one more review that was 10 paragraphs long that I'm not going to read. It was a really fucking long review. But here's the title. It was also one star. Hey, it's rape, child murder, and general crassness all around. Enjoy. Uh, I don't really remember any rape or child murder, do you? Nope. So I don't know what the fuck well, that I guy's mean, talking Chris, about. Chris died. But I mean, that's not he really a child murder. Nah, he's he was a, a teen. Who cares? Oh, he was a killer. Yeah, that's uh, justified. So yeah, that's it then. Next. We, what, what's our transition here? Speaking of kicking ass, you know who else kicks ass? Wait, wait, Clan. no. So you know the motherfucker. Yeah. You know who else ain't nothing to fuck with? Wu-Tang. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Tiger style. So this was Nine Rings of Wu-Tang. So what'd you think of this one? I was so disappointed. Okay, I, I was too. I, hyped it up way too much to myself before starting it yeah which which was which was not a good thing to do but man it did not live up to my expectations and hopes yeah 
Like I, I was thinking it was going to be a comic book story about like each member of the Wu Tang and like how awesome they are and like them coming together and just kicking ass and shit. But it is not. Like there's no Wu Tang affiliation with this whatsoever, except RZA is credited as a co creator, but he doesn't even like get credited for writing anything. So I don't know what the fuck like his input was in this series. Yeah. If, you, if you're looking for a comic book about like Wu Tang, do not read this. It seems a little bit closer to me to like the Man in the Iron Fist kind of, or oh, okay. similar like sort of like old timey like these guys with super powers and awesome like skills in fighting styles. A little bit closer to that. Okay, well, there's that. I, yeah, I wasn't into this one either. I I just kind of thought it was boring and just sort of predictable and eh, I don't know. I it's it's just like. It's about some archaeologist who finds some old sword, and then suddenly this Chinese dude comes to his door, and they reveal some scripts and starts reading the stories from the scripts to this guy. And these stories are about people who share the names of Wu-Tang members. No, no. This guy's name was Mizza. M-Z-A. I was going to ask about... Jizza. I was Because Jizza was in this. But Mizza, so he's not a new member or something that I don't know about? No. Okay, so I don't know what the fuck that is. He's an ancient member. All right, let's, let's just go over these names real quick then. So Osiris, is that a Wu-Tang member? No. Okay, I didn't think so. Ghostface is, right? Ghostface is, yes. He is. Uh, what else he's was the there? member. Yeah, he is. Raekwon is, right? Raekwon is, yeah. Yeah. Um, who else was there? We went and saw Raekwon. Didn't you go to, with me to see that Wu-Tang and Mob Deep show? I don't think so. I think or I was It wasn't that. actually Wu-Tang. It was just supposed to be Raekwon and uh, Ghostface, but Ghostface ended up canceling because like, his kid was oh. sick. Yeah, I think I did go to and that Mob with Deep you. opened for him. Yeah, okay. that, that was Raekwon the chef that we saw. He oh, really? Was there. Where was yeah. that? I can't... Now I'm, now I'm having trouble House remembering. House of Blues? That was House of Blues, okay. Oh, yeah, I remember being very disappointed about Ghostface not being there, but I don't really remember anything else about it. Ghostface didn't even have his cool like bird bracelet. Where was that? It's, I've never seen him wear that thing ever in real life. I think it's a, hey. a fight for New York style thing. <laughs> that's the I only care about Def Jam fight for New York version of Ghostface is what I want to see. <laughs> I got, I'm sure he probably owns it. I don't know that he wears it anymore if he still has it. No, he should. Yeah, that thing is fucking awesome in that game. Yeah. Who else? What other characters are in this one? I think that's the only ones I wrote down. Do you remember any more? No, <laughs> I didn't take notes on this okay. one. To I be see. Fair. Okay. I was too. I was too angry with it. All right, I see. Yeah, I don't know why they need to introduce like nine characters then if they're not even. Some of them aren't even based on the people who are in the group. Seems uh, like a waste of time to me. Yeah, because so like they all have like a nickname too. Yeah. Like, you got his golden arms, but I don't think any of them are called Osiris or anything. Now that I can remember. Oh, golden so arms is the other one. I don't one. know okay. why the fuck they would do that then. Yeah. Golden arms is a terrible name. Eh, I mean, he's kind of the shittiest member of the group anyway, so. Yeah. It's fitting. True. You got. You got is a better name though than, than golden arms. I don't know why you would change that. I mean, it's a nickname. It's, it's not like. Sort of like sport or champ, I guess. Well, okay. 
I wrote there was a badass troll guy, but now I can't remember. Oh yeah, the the little short guy who was guarding like the the whatever that they were looking for. He was in a cave. He's like, oh, you can't have this treasure, and he just like murders the shit out of everybody. No, oh, he was guarding the rings. I think it was the rings. So they kill all the bad guys, and the bad guys go back and tell their boss, who's this like uh, evil emperor guy, like, hey, we uh, we failed. And then they he killed like the leader of that group. And then this big ogre guy was like, no, my love. So I guess this big shape-shifting ogre guy was uh, dating this leader of their bad guy group, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And that, that shape-shifting dude wants to die later on, and he uh, meets this uh, really powerful, I can't remember who it was now, some other nonsense where this dude comes up and he's like dragging him around. He's like, no, I'm not going to kill you because you want to die and your suffering is much more fun to me. Just keeps him alive and like dragging him around and torturing him and shit. There was that going on. And then there's like a witch who puts a medallion on one of those guys to that makes him want to like kill the other ones. And then the power of that medallion makes everybody wants to want to kill everybody else. So they're like fighting and shit outside the cave. And some fire demon comes out because of this somehow and kills the witch like haha fuck you witch i'm very powerful now i'll just wait for them to kill each other and i'll reclaim my uh my eye which is like that medallion a couple pages later he looks like really nervous so he comes out really badass and he's like oh man they really got to hurry up i'm like i'm about to like die here i'm running out of power like oh man i hope i can uh get away with this you know he's just like sweating like really hard really quickly (laughs) i don't know what, what the hell that was about so I don't know if you read this issue as well, but I read the it was issue zero. No, I didn't. I, I didn't it was read like it. A prequel issue. I didn't read it. So I read that I was one. Sick of it. I read that one first. Okay. And like during that, it, it's kind of like a real quick brief introduction to like the three main characters of the show. Okay. Mizza, and like he's just hanging out in the woods and he's just punching this tiger. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I do, it, it's not like a He-Man battle cat type of friendship. It's just a random like tiger who was in the woods with him. <laughs> and he just punches it in the, sno- in the snout. And then it just like scampers off. And then like he gets called back to the campfire. And they're like, hey, what were you doing? Fucking around? You're going to get yourself killed. He's like, nah, I'm fine. What the I, fuck? I, it was still terrible, but I, I really laughed at that part. All right. The tiger part sounds worth it. Yeah. I don't have much else to say about this one. I think that was about it. I, I, I didn't really like this book. I was, I was bored. It was boring. Yeah. It was just boring. Oh, and uh, back in the real world, they're talking to the archaeologist and the Chinese dude. Um, they're going to like some... They're doing fucking whatever. And then it's revealed that all the bad things that happen is because of little trolls and ogres that you can't see that fuck with you. The underpants gnomes. Yeah, underpants gnomes. I don't know. This is nonsense. Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I th- this one's. I guess this is going to be a short review for this one because like I I don't have anything else to say about it. I just wasn't. Yeah, that there, into there it. wasn't there wasn't much to really. It's just like focus on here. It's like bare bones storytelling. You know, it, it uh, there's not much going on. Not much that's interesting. Which I feel like it should be, because it's a Wu-Tang comic book. That should be at least interesting. But no, they really dropped the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's all I got. I mean, you want to hear some reviews? 
You know I do. Okay, Read some fucking some reviews, you cuck! Fucking reviews, you cuck. I hope they're all five stars. There, uh, there are some five star ones, but I just got the two star one. This one's two stars, and it's called Pretty Bad. The artwork on this graphic novel is pretty top-notch, but the storyline for Nine Rings of Wu-Tang is pretty terrible. The storyline jumps all over the place, and the action scenes and pencils are the only positive things about this book. Character development is garbage. Like I said before, the storyline is pretty terrible. The storyline gets a lot better toward the end of the book, but by the time I get to the good parts, I completely lose interest because the previous plot leading up to the good parts was really that bad. So this guy is like saying it a lot yeah, of ways. That's yeah, I agree. So that, that, was all I, that was all I took there. Cause I, I don't know. I'm done. I'm done with it. So let's go ahead and move on here. So this storyline was shambling around like a zombie, I guess. I, I don't know. It's, it's dead. The storyline stinks like a zombie would. There you go. So I've got a little bit of a The Walking Dead. Update. <laughs> yeah. So this newest episode, it it didn't come close to uh, last week with the uh, with the whole cuck report that Eugene did. <laughs> that was that was. I, I don't think we can ever beat that storyline. Now I don't Nothing think it could get funnier. Will, no. I don't think it could get any funnier. But uh, there were there was a couple of good parts about this one here. Well, it starts off with Carl too talking to Lydia. Saying like, hey, let's just run away together if they don't want to accept you. And yeah, do it. Fucking run away together and fuck off. Uh, but Daryl says, nah. I like the way Daryl says no. He did it like two or three times in this episode. Nah. Hmm. I like it. They're starting a fair. That fair is starting to sort of pick up. They're really building to this fucking fair. Uh, it looks just like a renaissance fair, which I guess is fitting Ooh. for the kingdom, you know? But it's definitely a renaissance fair. And nothing bad is going to happen at it. Don't worry. Oh, um, so there were these uh, fat, there's a fat cowboy dude who had a crew. Uh, I think this is a character made just for the show, but he's like blackmailing the kingdom. He's like, hey, if anyone wants to come to this fair, they're going to have to pay, pay the toll. They're going to pay the troll toll. And uh, they have a meeting with this uh, fat cowboy dude. And they're like, hey, we want to make a deal with you. Like, we'll, uh, let you into the fair if you just offer protection on the road rather than taking people's shit. And the, the, like the fat cowboy dudes look like they have a lot of people, but then all the kingdom people jump out and they have a lot more. So they kind of have them on the, on the ropes. And the fat dude's like, nah, what do you think this is? I, I, I ain't trying to get into some fair. And then Carol's like, well, when's the last time you watched a movie? And he's like, uh, y'all serious. And then they, then, then he's, then he's in. So they're they're riding around on horses on the road, like helping the other groups, like with the zombies and shit, like with with cool cowboy music. That was a that was pretty cool. Anyway, so that's going on. So what I think is that those guys are going to be the ones who end up with their heads on pikes rather than Ezekiel. I think that's what they're going to do. I'm calling it right here. That'd be such a disappointingly lame. Well, yeah. Turn of events. I know, but. <laughs> They're they're running out of characters here. I don't know, like what what else can they do? So that's why I think they're introducing these guys. They're just going to end up heads on pikes. So that's what's going on with them at the at the kingdom. But Daryl, Deaf Girl, Dog, Lydia, and Carl too are like hanging out, trying to run away from the whisperers. And so they end up in this warehouse, 
And Deaf Girl is like signing to Daryl, like, hey, there's a door here. There's a door here. We just got to block this door. And then they can't get out of this door. Like, well, all with kind of like sign language and stuff. And, you know, just very quiet. And then Daryl's like, yeah, totally. And then they can't get in through the door. <laughs> he's like shouting at him. <laughs> Fucking Daryl, he just like, just shouts. Like, I cannot believe the volume that has with everything he does. So anyway, they're doing that. Daryl's, she's like writing on a piece of paper. And like Daryl's a slow reader at times, which is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. He just like has to read what she wrote like out loud to himself. Like, cause he's, <laughs> which I guess he hasn't practiced reading for a while, I would imagine. But uh, so, yeah, they're hiding out in this warehouse. Uh, Carl, too, and Lydia kiss. And then Daryl cock blocks them immediately. He's just like, hey, get back to work or something like that, which is probably good. Daryl's probably looking out for that dude's health. The whispers, <laughs> the whispers come in, they find them and come into this warehouse and uh, they, they kind of like go upstairs and uh, barricade the stairway so the zombies can't get up there and only the whispers can like climb over the barricade well enough. Um, so they're coming up there and they're kind of sneaking around, killing each other. Well, they're mostly getting killed by this group, but um, Deaf Girl dodges a throwing knife because she heard the sound effect for when you pull out a throwing knife in a movie. Oh, fuck. she's like Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, but she's deaf, so I don't know what that is. Heightened senses. But but not the ears, for sure. Well, no, like the sonar wind effect that it has. Oh, the feeling. She heard that. She felt the, the air of the knife the same being way, pulled the out. Same way, the same way Daredevil drove that car that one time and, like, <laughs> surfboard on it. Yeah, true. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, so then the best part is Beta, though, in this. He's he's also in that group of whispers. So they're killing the other whispers until Beta runs through the wall like the Kool-Aid man to attack Daryl. <laughs> it was awesome. And Daryl, like, ends up throwing him down an elevator shaft. Well, before that, Daryl stabs stabs uh, Beta in the chest with a knife. Beta is just unaffected by stabs to the torso, apparently, like. He just like yeah. he just like keeps running through and he just busts through another wall with a knife on his chest to like find Daryl like just just I mean, pounds it open like The Shining and then just walks in like ruh, ruh, like looking for him just pulls the knife out and throws it on the ground and then Daryl pushes him down an that elevator last shaft. issue where it took him like eighty tries stabbing him stabbing oh yeah him, that's true and he's still like recouped and he's like no I'm fine dude he's I'll like my mask he's like Michael Myers dude. He is Michael Myers. Yeah, it's great. It's because he has a basketball player's body. Yeah. That extra height makes you invulnerable to (laughs) getting iced. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Pretty good. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, Daryl pushes him down an elevator shaft, knocks him out long enough, you know, but he, at the end of the episode, it's just like him getting up like Michael Myers after he fell out of that window. And uh, I so badly want that to be the closing frame of the episode. It is. It's him doing this serial killer from every horror movie, like wake up and just like sit up. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's exactly how they ended up this Fuck episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Awesome. So I don't know. Beta's pretty hilarious. He, he, I think he, he's definitely one of the stronger bad guys just because he's so over the top and ridiculous. And he just talks like with a with like a demon voice. <laughs> it's fucking great. I love that the show has now turned into like a, a shitty parody of like a early '90s horror movie. Oh yeah, it's good. 
Uh, so that's it. I mean, yeah, that's all. That's all that really happened. So there you go. Walking Sounds Dead awesome. update. Yeah, beta is cool. I, I like beta a lot. Even though he wears a gross mask. I mean, you can't wash those things. People's faces. Yeah, that's true. So, do you have anything else you want to talk about today? So I've been playing Hitman 2. I don't oh, really? know if you've ever played any of those games, but man, it's really fun. Oh yeah? I've never played any Hitman games before. I've never played one either. So what, you're just like, it's walking around killing I, I people? Think, I think they kind of release it sort of similar to like how the Telltale like episodic games are released, where it's chapter by chapter. Mm-hmm. I've got the disc version, so it's the whole collection together. But you pick a different location, and you have a specific like target that you have to assassinate on that map. And there's all these fun like little bonus locations on the map that you can find, and like bonus like weapon drops and uh, side missions you can go off and do. Oh, nice! One quest was you have to you're in Miami at a NASCAR race, and oh, the cool. mascot for it is a flamingo. Okay, so you have to knock out the guy in the mascot costume and disguise yourself as him and kill somebody that way. You get like bonus points for doing it that way. But, yeah, it's actually kind of it's a cool game. I'm enjoying it. Okay, is that like a newer game or is it one of the older ones? Uh, this Hitman Two is the newest one that's come out, but I mean it's a fairly okay. old franchise. Yeah, I remember it from a long time ago. But yeah, I never picked it up. Maybe I maybe I will. Yeah, I recommend checking it out. It's fun. Okay, that new Devil May Cry game is out. Oh, that one came out already. Yeah, I was surprised. I think I'm not going to pay full price for it. It's, you know, just for stupid thing. But I was watching some of the reviews online and like they have a new character whose name is V. You get it like five or Devil May Cry five. But um, oh fuck, he's like he's the biggest edgelord, even by Devil May Cry standards. He's walking around. Apparently, he just summons demons and the demons do all the fighting for him. So he doesn't actually do much fighting, but he walks around with like this walking stick and he has like this. uh long black hair and he wears a, a a leather vest with with no shirt on under it and like sleeves of tattoos going down his sleeveless vest and oh, uh that's so cool he's wearing skinny jeans and shit and uh with sandals so he's like edgy as fuck dude <laughs> no <laughs> awesome. sandals wait <laughs> and he like no. and when... <laughs> i just lost all the cool points he was building up this character is so dumb dude he uh when he when the demons bring the enemy's health down enough he like takes his his uh his cane and uh there's a knife in the cane and he just like stabs people with it and that's how he how he wins <laughs> it's dumb man Fuck. yeah he's the biggest edgelord oh man i might i might just pick up this game today i kind of want to i want to see this just, big just edgelord. this amazing character yeah he's the edgiest character in like the edgiest franchise of uh he's not, but he's wearing sandals like you can't be edgy wearing sandals dude you would be surprised you gotta check out check out v from devil may cry <laughs> and he's like reading a book while the while the his demons are fucking people up you know he doesn't he can't even be bothered he's too cool for it i'm just he's, this is boring to me all the demon fighting so edgy I mean, man i like yeah, it. It, would, it would get boring especially <laughs> yeah. when you're reading yeah i guess so he's reading a good book wonder what book he's reading. Mein Kampf, probably. Yeah, I need an edgy book. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to pay full price for that game, but I'll check it out when it, when it gets cheaper. But that character oh, is worth shit. it. Oh, shit. 
<laughs> Are you looking at it? <laughs> he looks. He looks like the uh, bad guy in the Star Wars movies. Oh uh, yeah, actor. that's right. Fuck. That's Adam uh, Driver. Adam Driver from uh, yeah. Girls. <laughs> Holy shit! This dude is awesome. <laughs> Are you gonna pick oh up this game today too? God, did I just convince you to buy? I'm Devil just May gonna Cry? pick up a poster of this guy. Holy <laughs> shit! I like his blue peacock that just rests on his arm. What the f- dude? Yeah, it's awesome. This guy's awesome. <laughs> He's the edgelord of video games. Kind of like us. I think we're the we're the edgelord of comic book shows. So Yeah. I we're the V. I, 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 I record every single episode in my uh V costume here. Oh man, I'm gonna start doing V cosplay. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I want my life to be V cosplay. Yeah, same here. He is wearing sandals, right? Did you see the sandals? I can't. I've yet to see a picture of his feet. I think he's wearing sandals, but it's pretty awesome. Now I have to know. Hold on, I want to see if I can find it. <laughs> oh man, if they ever make a movie franchise about this, that Adam Driver dude is set. Oh yeah, I, I feel like it, did he was he just mocapping this character? Maybe? I don't know because it looks insanely similar to that dude. Yeah, I it think. does. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's wearing fucking sandals. Yeah, that, I found that it. That sounds yeah. way less edgy. Hold on, hold on. I'll send you a picture here. Oh, yeah, that's a good... It better be like all black sandals. Uh, of course it's all black sandals. Come on. He's not, Does he's he not wear in, socks with his sandals? In, of course not. He's, he's not an amateur. That'd be funny. He's wearing like white socks with his black sandals. <laughs> That'd be sandal. amazing. That'd be so cool. <laughs> Oh my fucking god! Yeah, those are definitely sandals. Oh, and he wears a gl- oh, he's got a cane glove hand. Yeah, holy <laughs> shit, he's cool. Fuck you, he is awesome. I know. Damn, I'm I'm gonna go to the game store today and buy this game. I think I don't know if I can wait. <laughs> if if he's bringing back wallet chains, oh man. Oh shit, yeah, wallet I chains. Love this this dude dude. more, yeah, yeah, he's awesome. So that's a, that's my god favorite part of damn. the game. <laughs> I just I just want a, a cane cane hand glove. That's so cool. It is very cool. I like it a lot. Oh, dude, look at the one the like neck piece tad. It's like a skull. Oh, That's fuck. Badass. Yeah, it's awesome, man. I'm telling you. You got to get dude. on this. Get on this fucking That guy's awesome. Yeah. But he's definitely the selling point for that game. Yeah. Yeah, you. I mean, you'd be a fool to knock him out and buy this right now. I know. It's hard to resist. Like, I, I'm, t- I'm seriously like, I kind of want to just play it just for this meme. You actually liked that game franchise, so I mean, I did. It's not like you'd be paying a hundred. It's not like you'd be paying sixty dollars just for the joke of this character either. Yeah, I guess not. But I'll be. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's not worth it. Like those games are always kind of too short. Like I, I picked up that Bayonetta game. You just finish it, and then I have no desire to play at all anymore. Bayonetta's kind of the same deal as Devil May Cry. Yeah, it's, it's the spinoff character, isn't it? It's not Don't a spinoff, find... but it's like from the same creator or something like that, uh, I think is the deal. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'll wait for it to get cheaper, but I'll be thinking about it every day. Yeah. Until I get it. Every day when you're wearing your... <laughs> My V cosplay. Cane glove hand, yeah. Yeah, seems awesome. God, that's so cool. Yeah, it is. What else here? I talked about Flat Earth in the 
cold open there. So, oh, I saw that Michael Jackson documentary. Did you hear about that one? That leaving Neverland. I heard about it. I didn't see anything about okay. it. Though. I watched some of it, and it's pretty fucked. Pretty sick stories and everything. Like it's it's gross. Uh, but the dude describing Michael Jackson's house, uh, he was doing like a running gag where it, where he describes a room and then tags it with "We had sex there." So he would be like, give this beautiful description of the of the house, like, and he had this arcade that you know you you flip the switch and just it lit up. It was it was like Christmas morning when you walk in there to a kid. We had sex there, and then there was a room behind the bed or behind the arcade that that had a bed in there. Uh, it was like a small room, you know, just uh, the, the no windows, uh, just a single bed. We had sex there. We went into his bedroom. You know, he just gives us like. Massive descriptions and then tags it with "We had sex there." And he just did it. He does it like twelve times. It was pretty, hmm. pretty brutal. So that that was the highlight for me. It shouldn't be funny, but like after like the the fifth time, it's like Jesus Christ. Like, uh, anyway, yeah, Michael Jackson. I don't know why I'm watching these documentaries so much. That episode with Mary inspired you. Maybe, yeah, I guess so. But she didn't watch that flat content earth. Just isn't doing it for you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, that flat earth thing, though, I'm so amused by it. I want to start a whole podcast called like meme conspiracy, where I just talk about like all these fucking stupid conspiracy theories. Is that a conspiracy theory or is that just like stupidity? I think it's both. It's not really a conspiracy. Well, kind of. People aren't trying to prove science wrong. People aren't trying to convince you science is inaccurate. So I don't, I think it's a conspiracy because like the government is hiding it from people or something like that and people who believe it just feel cool because like they believe something that they think the government's getting one over on them because of they're saying the earth is round for i don't know why i don't know why i don't understand why it's so so important to people but it seems stupid (laughs) that alex jones documentary thing or uh not documentary the alex jones interview on joe rogan the other guy that was on that show Joe Rogan's like, hey, I gotta take a piss. You guys talk together. And the guy's like a flat earther, apparently. He's like, so hey, man, let's talk about how the earth is flat, right? And Alex Jones is like, nah, the earth is round. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know pilots, and they, they, they see, see, see the curve. It's definitely round. <laughs> it's just, and like all the crazy shit he says is just like, flat earth is stupid. <laughs> uh, it's great, man. Anyway, yeah, whatever. I recommend that. You ready to Talk about what's going to go on next week. Sure. All right. What do you want to read next week? Uh, so I'm going to pick this thing called Black Hammer Volume One: <laughs> Secret Origins. Oh, wait, let me let me guess what it is. It's a black superhero with a hammer. No, it's his dick. It's a euphemism for his dick. Really? Whoa. Okay. No, it, no, it's, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> it, it looks like it's a little white girl and a little old white man. What the fuck? Okay. There's some shadowy figures in the background. Black hammer. There is a hammer laying on the ground. Okay, interesting. Well, all right. We'll check that one out then. I want to read West Coast Avengers, Volume 1. Fuck yes. Best Coast. This is the 2018 one here. It looks pretty cool. It's oh, like, shit. There's a new one. Yeah, there's a new one. It looks pretty cool because there's like the Avengers. Oh, fuck. I just kind of look closely at this. Gwenpool is apparently in it, so sorry. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Fu- oh fuck no! I know what this line. Oh god damn it! Why? Okay, you're not yeah, in this, this lineup. 
Okay, okay. I, I'll read it out here, but yeah, fuck. All right. I thought you meant like the old classic one with Hawkeye as the star. I see. I think. I, I think Hawkeye is still in this one. I, yeah, that's definitely Hawkeye. Good. This arrows. He's the original there. West Coast Avenger, so he okay. better be. So we got Hawkeye and then some other people. I don't really recognize everyone, but um, yeah, I think it's the... like She-Hulk is in that one, isn't she? Mm, I want to say it's She-Hulk. It's Gwenpool. It's uh, is it America Chavez? Yeah, well, I guess we'll find out next like week. A, a Hispanic girl in a Captain America costume. I don't see that. Oh uh, no! Yeah, yeah, she yeah, is. She's she's holding the moped that they're all riding together. Okay, she's under the moped. She's flying. Okay, I guess I must. Yeah, be I think I randomly saw that. Yeah, cover somewhere. I don't remember why. Okay, yeah. So that's that one. So from 2018. So this uh trade paperback just came out like I think last week or something. So yeah, we'll check it out. Another new one for us. And I think that's it then. No, no suggestions on Twitter. No suggestions on Twitter this week, but send us Everyone your get, a, get them to us at Giraffes HPT Pod. That's right. We want to Facebook and Twitter. That's right. We want to hear about all the suggestions. Oh yeah, you gotta gotta watch that Spider Verse movie, and then we'll talk about that next week too because I wanna I wanna talk about it. Yeah, I'll definitely watch that one. All right, nice. I guess that's it. Follow me on the internet at D Lewandowski. I'm at D Stu the God. Find us at Giraffes HPT Pod, Facebook and Twitter, Patreon.com/slash Giraffes. Have black tongues. Good job. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Daniel Burbank, for the intro. Find him at soundcloud.com slash Daniel Burbank. Everything will be Kirkman down in the description below. And we'll see you next week. Yep. See ya. Bye.